Welcome to episode 145 no. of the Pastors of Pain. Wait. We are a weekly radio show and podcast what? in Payne County, Oklahoma. Just a couple of priests living life, preaching the gospel. Uh, Father Kerry, you were not here last week. I, w- I was not. This is episode 145. Why, 145. Did you pick, why did you pick this episode to honor something? We should ought to celebrate our, uh, our 145th show. Really? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just I, happened to look it up right before we started recording. And you said, why not? Why not bring something back? Bring we it, we just bring got it. rid of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What? Uh, where were you? What? Why were you? Why were you not here? I, I don't. We remember. had Stacy Humbert, and it was awesome. Oh, uh, your uh, your lady who does the, the evangelization, evangelization and formation and mission. Uh huh. Bam! And it was rocking. Wow. Dare I say better? Dare you? Dare you say better than what? I don't know. Just better. I don't know. Then Olivia Gonzalez said I brought a couple. Oh, that was good though. That was good. Oh, that when was you good. were gone, that was good. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, I was uh, I was out of town raising yes, money. Yes, uh, burning up I thirty five. Yeah, you've gotten to know between south and around Dallas, all the way up to which you've gotten Kansas? to know Southern Oklahoma, i.e. Dallas. Quite, <laughs> uh, they uh, quite well. Do you know uh, they they refer to parts of the Red River across the uh, across Oklahoma as North Texas, Texoma. Well, no, they refer to it as North Texas because in some places, like you get in northeast uh, sort of Dallas area, and it's like ten minutes from the Oklahoma border. So people live now in Oklahoma and, and drive commute in. and commute in because they want to live in the greatest state. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, uh, but now you're back, and that is good. Thank you, thank and you, we, much and rejoicing, we, and we welcome you. Um, so there's a lot going on in the world. I mean, this is not a, like a current events show, but I've been really very pleased and hopeful with the COVID situation. Yes. Seems like things are, cases certainly are going down. We have seen a influx of more people coming to mass. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we added, we actually added a mass. This is back in November because people were starting to come back then. And we were it was getting a little, just a little crowded. We did not allow; it did not always allow for proper social distancing. Is this was your month by month case by case? Yes. Mass. So we're still uh, doing that. Oh, good. You we're should still, keep doing that. We're still doing the. Yes. Yeah, so we added a seven a.m., which uh, I affectionately referred to as the teachers and farmers mass. <laughs> uh, people who like to get up early. Um, but now that the first week we did it, there were forty people. But I was like, wow, okay, 40, that's good, you know. Anyway, and last week there were 85. That doubled. Yeah. Wow. So the good thing is that, you know, those pe- people are more comfortable coming to Mass. It That alleviates a little crowding at the other Masses. Bad news, it's going to be very difficult when Father O'Brien makes the announcement. Next week, we will be back to our regular Mass schedule. But, but, but not next week. Not next week you're not doing it. No, that. not next week. No, no we're, we're keeping it all the no. way through March. The people were sitting on the edge of their seats waiting no, to be, hear. They'll know. They'll know. They'll know. But anyway, it's getting a little crowded. It is. In a good way. It's starting to, the same thing in St. John's. Students are starting to come way. back. Love it. They're, uh, Lent, Dig it. Lent showed yeah, up. Lent, yeah, Lent kind of moves, moves some people. And then we've been making phone calls, just calling, not, not people. I mean, we're calling everybody. And just checking in, you know, what's going on? How you doing? Anything we can pray for? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's led to lots of good conversations. Even people saying like, 
oh, I'm so glad you called. Like that's, a, you know, I've been, you know, kind of waiting for a sign to like maybe start uh-huh. coming back. And we're like, all right, this is it. Let's go. Uh, or people who say, you know, we're, we're, we're going to lay low until more people get vaccinated and then we'll be back at Easter. And we're, yeah, and we're good. We're good with all that. The dispensation's still in place from, from our bishop. And um, anyway, it's all good. Ooh. God bless you. Thank you. I had a slight sneeze there. Um, so last week we talked about evangelization with Stacy and like conversion and witness and all that good stuff, which... We are uh, Father Kerry and I in our in our two parishes. We serve different populations, uh, i.e., Father Kerry serves college students, and I serve everyone but college students. Uh, and but the, the but the mission is the same. We're trying to spread the gospel, and we do that, you know, according to the way the church asks us to, which is. Uh, our own personal witness and trying to get people to fall in love with Jesus and and his church and through the sacraments mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So one, uh, you know, one of the ways in which we have done that at St. Francis Xavier is through our building. Correct. So three years ago, last Thursday, uh, as you're listening to this, three wow, years ago, three last years Thursday, ago. was the dedication of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. Wow. So Thursday night, we had uh, a Mass. Yep. 5.30 Mass, and it was wonderful. Choir, wonderful. Um, we got to light all the... the, uh, the can- so if you've never been to St. Francis Xavier, which, what are you waiting for? <laughs> there are around, and this is true at many Catholic churches, around the edge of the church, there are 12 candles on the wall. And, you know, you walk in and you're like, oh, why, why aren't, you know, you're having Sunday Mass? Why don't you light those candles? Because they're only lit once a year. On, on the anniversary of the dedication, for us, March eleventh, those are lit, um, and it's the it's a symbol of the twelve apostles, the twelve tribes of Israel, the foundation on which the church stands, the apostolic. Uh, but anyway, so our building, even though we got some, we had some water damage on Ash Wednesday, but the building has been a great draw for people. It's been you know they want to come and see the beauty of of the building. They want to you know have a co- place where they can uh, come and pray. Um, so speaking of buildings, I thought I might uh, just get Father Kerry to, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the St. John Building Project and how it's going, <laughs> what's happening, where are we, right? Uh, well, what, the, what can you what can you tell us? Well, the, what can is, you share? This is how it began. It began like basically uh, three years, three months ago, when uh, two people, two families who do not live in the city of Stillwater, who I barely even knew. Uh, showed up and in 23 and a half hours said, we'd like to give $5 million each to build the new church's student center here. Boom. Boom. So before we knew it, we had a building project. But w- there was already a building project going on. It was called St. Francis Xavier. Uh, we were just finishing up. You, you were, yeah. Y'all were just finishing up. And we, you were about six months from finishing up. Oh. And we w- this was October of 2016. Oh, that was before I moved? October of 2016. Yes, sir. Oh. So October 2016, we started a low-key, very low-key building project and started moving through with uh, sort of the- I think I knew that it was that early. Yeah. I got here in the summer of 16, and this started in October of 16. Uh, and we had, this is, a, 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 it's, a, it's a modern miracle because there's no really? way this thing should be uh, funded and being built because, I mean, right now it's the season of COVID, and we have now raised $14 million dollars. 
in the last basically two years. Why? I know we, we did an episode on this maybe two months ago, but give the why. Like why? why do you why, – why build? Okay. Why not just stay the same? Well, why are you always changing everything? Okay, one, one, the – Two people, two families came forward and donated five million dollars who did each who did not know each other. So there's ten million dollars. You could have so, said, so the, "No, we like our building." Yes, go away. So you're already like stopping right there and saying, "This is div- God's divine providence." Uh huh. Like this is not like it's not. You know, when something comes from nothing, there's no accidents or no no coincidences no, in God's providence. Right. When something comes from nothing, just like Saint Francis, just how Saint Francis Xavier was built, something came from nothing. Nowhere. I just arrived. And so you have to stop and say and be attuned to the divine providence. Is this God right now in the present moment asking me, asking us, asking us, the people of God, to do something, something different? Big. Oh, different and big. Big and for the greater thing. glory of God is uh, well, AMBG. for the future. I think that's where I mean, I know I think in the church and this is true. Yeah, I think it's true in cities and mm-hmm. we we it's hard it's hard to change and it's hard to build. It's hard to grow. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, but, but you have to, I mean, you think of all, I mean, you know, wherever you go to church, like somebody years ago got that idea and got people together and, and they built what you now take for granted your your parish church or your school or your I mean OSU same deal. Well, it's it's not just about building buildings. It's not just about it's like how are we building up the kingdom of God inside yep. of us? Like, yep. a, am I becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? Am I growing in the divine life? And then from that, I want to actually do something. You know, I, I want to do something for the greater glory of God. And so people are doing that. People are like coming together to say, Hey, I would like to build a new Catholic church and student center here in Stillwater. So we've had some really fantastically generous benefactors. Uh, our, our Basically, our last date is the feast uh, day of when John Paul II died, which is April oh. 2nd. That is our, our last day of really publicly fundraising for this building because Manhattan Construction, people, I get text messages and phone calls like, hey, we'd really like to build your building. Like, well, Manhattan Construction, who built like, We're good, who, who built uh, the Cowboy Stadium in Dallas, who built Goddard Space <laughs> I love, Center. I love, I love that that's the, that's the comparison. Well, they built Clear Creek Monastery. They built the Goddard Space Center. They built our, our baseball stadium here in Stillwater. Obrate. Uh, they built uh, the football stadium of the Dallas Cowboys. So they, they also build really small stuff. So those guys are going to be building. They all That's they built so a funny. bike shop, an apartment, and a little restaurant in Owasso called like the 312 or something like that. And I called them and asked them, like, you know, what, what, tell me what, you, what these people did really well and what they did poorly. And they're like... This is how awesome they treat us. So Manhattan's going to build it. There's a uh, an architecture firm called Cram and Ferguson out of Boston. Yep. And someone asked me like, "Well, why don't you just use any architecture firm?" And I said, "Well, uh, I did. I asked our other architecture firms, and I said, so how are you going to deal with a sacrarium?" And they said, "A what?" And I said, "A sacrarium." And they said, what, what's that? And I said, that's the water pipe that goes into the ground in the sacristy. And they said, what's a sacristy? And I said, 
thank you for your time. Yeah. So there, there's like all this Catholic stuff. Yeah. And you ask them like something very, knowledge. yeah, like when we say sanctuary, we don't mean the building. We mean the sanctuarium, the holy place, the dwelling place of God, like the place where the altar, the holy of holies, the candle is, the, the bread of presence. We mean all of that stuff, like in the temple. So well, Catholics have theological ideas of how to build churches that are different from everybody else. We don't just throw metal together and put a, you know, a stage in there and call it a church. I mean, we have these very ancient ideas that date back yeah, to you need the house churches. Who's gonna, who's gonna understand house churches? House churches. The, these were, these were the like the places where the original Christians worshipped, and then we sort of grew out of them. We grew out of them and then started building these things that sort of fit into the culture. So this new church, which is a uh, a Romanesque style church, is really cool. It's going to it's going to match the buildings around campus, but also stand in um, in distinct contrast. So like the bell tower is like a hundred and twenty feet tall. It's going to be bright orange. It's going to be. It's going to what? I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to have the same brick style <clears throat> as the church that it's named after because somewhere at some time, point in time, this church, Chiesa de Martires, the Church of the Holy Martyrs, was named St. Ambrose after oh. St. Ambrose who built it. You know, that's the guy who converted Augustine, St. Ambrose. So it's going to look like... Good work. It's, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to look like some of the buildings around... Uh, OSU around that older side uh, of town, and then it's going to have this very distinctiveness that this this is yeah people will know a it's church. a church yeah. yeah yeah you know I've had people walk by and not know it's a Catholic church so I mean for example like you, you, when you when people ask the question like why are you tearing this down well one uh, it doesn't meet our needs any longer evangelization wise mm-hmm. like how do you have we have a you know 150 to 200 students in Bible studies and small faith groups. We have RCA classes, Eucharistic Adoration and Confession. All these things are, you've been over there. Yeah, you have so few spaces. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and during COVID, we found out we have less spaces. But also, it doesn't have a sprinkler system currently in it. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, it's, it's 1965 sort of material. Like the doors aren't wide enough to get a wheelchair in there. That there's these big accordion doors that, you know, if someone is talking in the kitchen or cooking in the kitchen, yeah. you can hear the Even sound. the hallway. Like if two people are walking down the hallway, like one sort of has to turn sideways. Stand up against the wall. <laughs> you know, I mean, like the bathrooms. You know, right. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that are just, uh, just need to be updated. And to update them, to update them would cost a, a small fortune, because the uh, just to put a sprinkler system in, it was going to be a couple million dollars, because the walls are cinder block filled with concrete. I mean, just an example wow. like HVAC. It's a sturdy building. It it is. Sturdy. I will give. I will give her that. Yeah. Uh, She's a sturdy gal. When we budgeted out what our what our uh, HVAC budget was going to be. We looked at St. Francis because you all have an what an acre under roof, one acre under roof. So you guys got this 
I mean, really substantial acre under roof, but ours is not ours is not going to be that big. It's it's pretty much going to take up if you're at St. John, sort of the east side of the property. There is a little uh, apartment complex, uh, a little sixplex, and then that parking lot. We're gonna <laughs> scrape that thing, and then we're gonna scrape the church uh, somewhere around like the 14th of May, and then that acre under roof. Uh, it. W- well, no, ours is not going to be an acre under roof. Ours is 10,000, 12,000 feet smaller than yours. When you get into it, you know, when we got into our building, we realized we didn't have enough um, storage. So part of the <coughs> the rectory that we built, it included storage. <laughs> so when you, when, you get in, when you get into the new building and you realize you're, like something's missing, um, at what point do you, are you going to buy up uh, Gallagher Iba? <laughs> we already tried we already tried oh. they would they wouldn't they wouldn't let us i offered him a nickel and uh some clippings for my hair as future relics <laughs> and they they took neither of them as options oh, that's good uh, they said so f- that location man that's it, so good that's so good okay so talk about uh so so the give the, what's the timeline the timeline is what's next um you're ending fundraising. I mean, ending you, fundraising. You never really end. Well, we never. Well, you know. Our last day is is April second. That's when we have to uh, hand on to Manhattan Construction uh, and to the our, deets. The, yeah, like what what are we going to build? And so we got to we got to come to that. Uh, we're about as of today, we're about two million short of our goal. But we're also you know we raised. Four million dollars in two months. So I th- you got uh, some asks. We got some asks there. and yeah. lots of lots of fantastic donors around the state and around the around the country as well. Love it. So the so St. John, it's we're we're going to base the the interior on uh, the theology of St. John the Evangelist, the Gospel, and the Book of Revelation. So all the art and even the floor, the sanctuary. Does anyone even read the Book of Revelation anymore? I, I think most people are mis. I have a great misconception. Oh, I, for real. I mean, they like the rapture. The idea Everybody's of the rapture. It's all about the like, yeah, the prophecy in it, and like. right. And the, actually, it's really cool if you read the Book of Revelation. It's broken up into two groups. It's broken up into the letters to the churches, and the wedding of the Lamb. The letters to the churches, the wedding of the Lamb. Uh, which is what we call the liturgy of the word and the liturgy of the Eucharist at Mass. So this, is, I know. So we're gonna we're gonna use these the story that John the Evangelist wrote, Gospel of John, Book of Revelation, and we're gonna put it into art. And so when you come into this church, you'll be able to just you'll be able, basically be able to do that. Come and see that John the that John mm-hmm. got from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus turned around and says, you know, what do you seek? And Andrew says, where do you live? And Jesus says, come and see. Yeah. So you're going to be able to invite people to come and see this beautiful art. And it's going to be, as someone said, a, a catechism in art. Uh, the scriptures in art. Because we, we think, uh, you know, as you mentioned, that beauty is very attractive. Beauty evangelizes. Indeed. And so we're going to use this church not only as the, the place of worship for the Holy Mass, for college students and people who come into town, uh, alumni who show up and on game day weekends. Mm-hmm. We're also going to use this church as a means to teach people the faith and evangelize them, to walk them in and sort of like uh, lower the bar of um, scaredness of going into a church. Because people are like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really scared about going into a church. If I walk in, I'll, it'll catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
like like your Kelvin rating is that high. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the so the so your your fundraising and then what when the 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 St. John's as we know it now goes away. Correct. When May fourteenth. May fourteenth. Uh, okay, so then St. John's the new. August uh, begins to get built. August fourteenth, the foot next year. August fourteenth, twenty twenty two is the dedication date. Is the dedication date? Yes, sir. Okay. So then, in between, in between May fourteenth and uh-huh. August fourteenth, twenty twenty two, you're going to move operations. Uh huh. To. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So this is where the beauty of friendship comes in. Yeah. So this it really is. I mean, the, that the Catholic community here has been very active and and present since the late 1890s. And when they so St. Francis Xavier, and then out of St. Francis Xavier came St. John's, John's, a ministry to students. Then St. John's began to grow, and obviously OSU began to grow. And so St. John's kind of began to hold its own. It didn't need sort of older brother, you know, if you will, right. didn't, you know, to, to like sustain their itself. Right. And so then, but then for a period of time, there were kind of two, um, not competing, but but two parishes in a in not a very big city. Correct. Um, you know, just doing their thing. One of whom served college students and, reg- and, and regular people and uh-huh. the other one that served regular people. Yep. And then, you know, we thought big, followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit, built the new St. Francis Xavier. And so you could have just, like, stopped there. I mean, and we could have sold the old St. Francis Xavier at 6th and West and just been done with it. But Um, that was not in the plan. No. And so we we kept it both as a, that's a great location, and we want to serve, I mean, as a parish, we have a... We want to have an active ministry of helping the poor. Yeah, that's where Catholic Charities is. And so we put a lot into it, put Catholic Charities there. They're doing great work. And then as your building project came about... You and I were talking it, under the radar. It became clear that what you were the original plan was to build the new St. John's right next to and wa- right next to the existing St. Exactly. John's while that building but was still that, being that's used. That's not going to work. And it just was logistically... Almost impossible and very expensive. Oh yeah, very expensive. Eight to a million more. And so we came up with this plan, and our, we're working through you know little details. But basically, St. John's will move to the old St. Francis Xavier, kind of going back where you came from a little Ooh, bit. Oh, Resource Mont, come on. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when the new St. John's is done, you move in to your new your new place, and then St. Francis Xavier gets the old church back. Yeah. And then we're going to be able to do more for the poor. Whoa. It's, it's great. A win, it's a it win really, for everybody. It's amazing when you explain that to people. Um, I mean, a lot of times people who like used to live in Stillwater come back to visit and they say, now what happened to your old church? And we say, oh, you know, we we renovated the basement. We do Catholic church. Oh, that's great. And then what about the upstairs? Well, uh, I said, St. John's is going to use it. St. John's is going to use it. Yeah, because St. John's is built. Anyway, it's just this like beautiful providential 
it all works in peaceful time. And there'll be like, you know, there'll be little conflicts here and there, you know, like, you know, there's limited, you, limited are, space. Are you going to try to evict us? Is that what you just said? I would never. Are you going to evict me? I would never. Come on, yeah. I want to evict you from the rectory. Oh, no. Hey, I no. own half that rectory. <laughs> it's the oh, it's the priest funny. rectory of Stillwater. That's right, Saint Joseph Priest Residence. Okay, so then uh, August fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Correct. New churches. That's done. the goal. That's the goal. And then that'll be that'll be awesome. It it will be. I should put that down on my calendar. Should I? Uh, you should. Am I invited to the? Uh, yeah, we're gonna try to make it on a Sunday. So hopefully you have associates still. Oh, no. Hopefully you don't get rid of Father Rubber Duck that soon. Oh, well, I, mean, I would never. Keep... I want to keep him forever. Oh, yeah. It, so wow. that that's the date of the dedication. And okay. as you know, dedications are awesome. Uh, the dedications is, is going to be so fantastic. I and, and we and we we are just gonna we're gonna do try to do a lot of really stuff, really great stuff. In anticipation of the dedication, but also anticipation of demolition. So as demolition yeah, that's date, what, that's key. that'll be key. As demolition date comes up, we're gonna start uh, doing some things of like showing people what the new St. John is gonna look like, and sort of walk them through some drawings of what the interior is gonna look like, but also allow them to come to different masses. I think to, people are gonna want to, yeah, kind of hug the building a little bit. Uh huh. I, and I get it. It's gonna yeah. be they. They were. Uh, yeah, how many weddings have happened there? Few, weddings, baptisms? funerals, first masses of Father Michael Pratt. He said. He said the other day. He goes, I I was baptized in that font. I received my first Holy Communion right here. I went to my first confession over there. Um, I was confirmed. My brother was confirmed right here. Yeah. My brother got married. I distributed first Holy Communion, Holy Communion the first time as a priest right here, and my dad's coffin sat right here for his funeral. I was yeah. like. And there's that, I mean, you know, and then, and then multiply that by 500. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's hard. You know, my home, my home parish in, in uh, Kingwood, Texas, Wait, Martha Mary and Lazarus, friends, Martha of Mary and Lazarus friends of Jesus Catholic church, uh, is, uh, is not, is no longer a church. My, where I grew up. Oh, it's part of the hall. It's now. Yeah. It's been absorbed. Yeah. They built a new church Yeah, and it, and it's, and it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird and sad and. But the but the difference is Basically, this one won't all be the there. Catholics of Stillwater have been have been displaced uh -huh. over a four year period, and it's your oh, fault. Oh, they're so it's wonderful. our fault. They're so good. It, okay, um, we just have a few minutes. Okay, uh, you have a parish mission. Oh, we do coming up for Lent. Fathers of Mercy. So I'm Lent. leaving. I'm leaving town. Uh, to I'm, go see I'm the allergic. I'm allergic to Fathers of Mercy. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Fathers of no, Mercy are go coming to town. I'm going to go see my parents. Cool. Which will be awesome. Uh, so tell us about your, your par parish mission. We do up. a parish mission every year, like y'all yep. do a parish yep. mission every year, and we invite a different group. Uh, ours got hosed due to snow. Yeah, ours got hosed last year due to COVID. Oh. Yeah, the year before we had Father Michael We Pratt. had it last year. It was like the last thing we did. Oh, Bishop was Sam Jacobs came, and he actually left early because, because he it. wanted to be, kind of beat COVID back to Louisiana. Right, because he was like eighty something years yeah. old. So the Fathers of Mercy are going to come in. They're going to do an evening. Uh, they're going to they're going to cover all the masses and preach the whole weekend. Ooh. Confessions. And this is what they do. They do uh, missions. Uh, they did this, you know, when they started in France in like the eighteen hundreds. Their founder was to preach missions, to go out and evangelize, to share the good news. What is a Father of Mercy? The Fathers of Mercy, they're based on the, I think the frame, uh, the fr frame, the phrase, uh, 
Jesus looked at him with mercy and oh. loved him. Because that's in the in the in the words of absolution, God the Father of mercy. Yeah. So through the that, death and resurrection. Yeah. So the, they uh, they do preach mission. So it's two brothers that are coming there. It, it's funny. I can never tell the difference between Father Joseph and Father Jewel. Because they're actual brothers. They're actual brothers. They're the same height. They look like twins, but they're two years apart. Uh, I think their family is a Filipino uh, descent, and they came here, and they both joined the same religious community. Uh, the Fathers of Mercy also uh, you know, do parish missions around the country. They teach in the seminary uh, in uh, Cincinnati, I think, and they're really involved in, in Focus. Uh, Focus has them at, uh, as uh, spiritual directors at, uh, at summer training. Yeah. That's awesome. They're, I've had them before, what, and they really teach awesome. What's the topic? Uh, the, I, I don't know the topic, but I saw one one of them that says, lukewarmness is from the devil. Sweet sassy. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's not crazy. That's true. Yeah. Asedia or the dark night of the soul. We should or do the a noon, show on the day devil. devil. Should we? I had dinner with uh, Zach and Brandy Esposito okay. the other day, uh-huh. and Zach was, we, we were like talking about, the devil. Like the devil and like the devil. I mean, they they were like, yeah, the devil's real, but like that. I think that'd be a good show. Okay, because I think I would. I think there's a lot of people who would say like the devil is sort of theoretical. Should we should we um, phone in an exorcist? Oh, that would be sweet. If we knew any, all right, we'll work. On we'll, that. we'll see if we can find. We'll one. we'll work on that. But anyway, that's a future show. Okay, so what uh what what your, de- your mission is? All the masses this weekend, mm-hmm. and then Sunday night. Yep. Monday night, Tuesday, and Tuesday night, and Wednesday. <gasps> And Wednesday? Yeah, and then they Sweet punch out Thursday. Sassy. What time? Uh, I think they're all in the evening. Uh, buildingsaints.com, catholicbooks.com. Check, Check it out. All social media, Catholic Book Building Station. Episode 145 it. has come to an end. We love you. Have a great week. Peace. Peace.